Super Talk Mississippi media production. What is Moondog? Moondog Makers and Bakers is not just a catering company. It's blended tradition with innovation and something familiar just done differently. To get a taste of what they're truly all about, you can order some awesome merch, crafted spice blends, or request catering for your very own event. MoondogMakersandBakers.com The Rebel Report from Super Talk Mississippi with Brian Scott Rippey and Colin Brister. Listen carefully. Listen. What's up on a Friday? I am Brian Scott Rippey. I am running around like a chicken with my head cut off a little bit this morning. Ole Miss decided to news dump a uh, athletic director hiring. So we got that going on. Uh, we, we appreciate you hanging out with us on this Friday, November 22nd edition of the Rebel Report podcast. A lot to get into today. I uh, Probably a little bit different show than the normal Mailback Friday. I actually forgot to request uh, questions until about 1045 last night. I guess I got too caught up in everything that was kind of going on with regards to, well, what actually came out this morning with the AD search, and then a little bit of the Thursday night football game, which was your classic kind of good-bad Thursday night football game. And I looked up at 10.30, and I was sitting there thinking, oh, shit, I never asked <laughs> I never asked for questions. But luckily, Ole Miss, uh, as it always finds a way to do, uh, supplied content for us. So we do have a few mailbag questions, but obviously we're going to get to the more pressing news. We'll get to some hoops. Uh, uh, for those of you that listen to the Drew Hill podcast on Wednesday, or I, I should say, for those of you that have not listened to the Drew Hill interview, he covers Memphis for the Daily Memphian. Um, I had him on, coincidentally enough, about 15 minutes, or excuse me, a couple hours before the James Wiseman news broke, so I might have should have waited there. Anyway, would encourage you to go listen to that. We'll get into that some today. Uh, probably a little bit of football, because we did have interviews and stuff this week. Uh, they do have one more game left in the season. So, anyway, what's up? Uh, not much. Not much. Uh, I got the news dump on a Friday morning. So, a, lot, a lot of comp around that place. you got to be happy for them. Yeah, I uh, I mean, I guess we could just get into it now. So Ole Miss, if you've been living under a rock this morning, Ole Miss has announced Keith Carter as its next, next athletic director, a move that was thought to be um, kind, not, it was thought to be, he was thought to be a heavy favorite, I would say, for the last two and a half, three weeks. Um, it kind of became evident, I would say, in the last week, week and a half, uh, that he was, you know, more than likely getting the job, uh, kind of got rumblings, kind of started going out. I'd say what thir- late Wednesday, early Thursday, that it was kind of a done deal. And then- yeah, but it, it had kind of been thought for a long time, right? Like it was going to be an upset if he didn't get it. Yeah, sure, but like officially a done deal. Uh, what I guess late Wednesday, early Thursday, and then last night. Uh, I'll be honest, it was just like a colleague actually texted me. Texted me, was like, have you heard anything about a press conference on Friday or announcement on Friday? And I said, no, honestly, I have not or whatever. And I, I didn't, I, honestly, I, I wasn't like questioning whether he'd heard that or not because it's someone that has been around here longer than I have and definitely knows more people than I do, without a doubt. I was just more so in shock that they were going to Friday news dump and athletic director hiring. So even if Keith was a, I mean, even though that Keith probably a done deal, I just assumed the press conference or whatever they wanted to do would be on Monday. But then I remembered, I guess it's Ole Miss, and yet here they are. They news dumped it on a Friday. So I, I don't really under, uh, I, I guess in a in a, I'm trying to figure out how to unpack this properly. I think this one, in terms of a national search landing with someone right down the hallway, is more about how than who. Whereas I think with Glenn Boyce and Matt Luke, it is definitely about both who and how. But I think the uh, I think the whole Friday news dumpy thing uh, kind of underscores the why like that how the how makes little sense there if that makes any sense at all. Well, I actually do think they conducted a national search on this one. Um, for whatever reason, John Hartwell was not involved in the process. Charlie Hussey dropped out, and those two were probably the most qualified candidates that were talked about. After that, it probably was Keith. Um, I know they interviewed the, the athletic director at East Carolina. I think the athletic director maybe Louisiana Tech. There was an actual national search that took place, so it, it makes you a little bit more lenient to believe that they actually did go and try to hire the best guy. Um, some of that may have been optics, but for whatever. I, I think... I mean, to, to be fair... And this, this is sad to say... Uh, 
but I think of Matt Luke, Glenn Boyd, and Keith Carter, Keith is by far the most qualified candidate to fill the shoes that he's going to. Oh, it's not even questionable. But also, to be fair, how much does that national search and them actually conducting a search hold up in the sense that they did technically conduct interviews for the Chancellor thing as well? I mean, they interviewed other Yeah, people. okay, fair enough. Um, but you didn't hire the dude that was running the search either, so I think that plays into it a little bit. Yeah, that's a big step up for Ole Miss. They put their big boy pants on on this one. They did not hire Mike Glenn. Yeah, it's a good point. Archie Manning is not the AD. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I'm honestly, I get what you're saying, and I don't necessarily disagree. I think it's just going to be hard for people to actually give them credit for conducting a national search by just saying, hey, look, we actually interviewed other people. It's like, well, yeah, you did that for Chancellor, too. Uh Technically, um, I, I guess they can. I guess it is a little different in the sense that I don't believe uh, the people that were interviewed for AD that were outsiders, which is a strange term to use when talk, but an appropriate one to, when talking about Ole Miss making hirings. I don't think those people knew that uh, someone else was getting the job 100 percent when they got interviewed. Whereas in the Chancellor search, the interview uh, ease were looking across at the interviewer and thinking this guy wants the job. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, look, it is what it is. I mean, I think, are they doing a press conference for Keith on Monday? I don't, how does that work? The email I got or the press release said, hold on, I'm going to make sure I have this right. All it says is there will be an announcement broadcast live on SEC Network Plus at 1. Does that mean it's a press conference? Wait, read that again? Uh, all it says, I mean, I'll read you the second paragraph of the release. After receiving unanimous re- recommendation from members of highly respected search committee. Sorry, I can't even do that with a straight face. Chancellor Glenn Boyce will introduce, not himself, but Keith Carter as vice chancellor for collegiate athletics on Friday. I may have put uh, not himself in there. Um, but I thought you said Keith was in, like, Indiana. Okay, so we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Hold that thought. Their announcement will be broadcast live on SEC Network Plus. That's all it says. So, I, I guess I'll text Kyle here in a second. I, I, does that mean there's a press conference? Because most of our pressers are on SEC Network Plus. Or are they going to do the weird hostage-style video again? I don't understand. Man, look, I'm going to be flat-out honest with you. If they just do a hostage-style video, that's an extremely bad decision. This, this place already reeks from a lack of transparency. To just introduce this cat without a press conference would be a grave mistake, in my opinion. Yeah, freedom of the press. You ever seen Spotlight, bro? <laughs> I mean, but seriously, it's not even that. I, I agree. I agree 100%. But Heidi. <laughs> I, I agree 100%. Um, yeah, that's an element of this I didn't even really think about. Like, yeah, are they really just going to announce this with no press there? I mean, quit hiding, for the love of God. I guess Glenn Boyce does have to come out of the lyceum and be in public and be in the sunshine if, if he's gonna gonna introduce him to us. So. Uh, that is true. Maybe uh, or maybe it's one of those weird deals where uh, his voice is Darth Vader and his face is blacked out, and it's just Keith Carter next to this mystery man. There you go. Like they they, they put the light above voice, they turn it off, so all you see is like a black action figure. Right, it's like the it's like the FBI confidential informant that they're interviewing for some cool crime show, but they have to keep his identity. Uh, yeah, and like, smuggle his voice. I need Ben to wear his t-shirt. Yeah, and I need if the voice is going to be, if his face is going to be kind of like blurred out and blacked out or whatever, I need the mustache line to be grayed out, so there's a distinctive line in between the, <laughs> the blacking out and the graying out. So anyway, um, on a more serious note, like, Yes, so again, I think this is more about how than who because as you pointed out, if you take Mike, if you take Glenn Boyce, Matt Luke, and Keith Carter, who's most qualified to do their job? Who would actually have had their that same position maybe at another high-level school, say SEC school if you want to use an example? Yes, that's, that's a great point. Keith, it would be Keith by far because what, what head coach program, what SEC head coaching job is Matt Luke getting really <laughs> ever or in the next decade if he wasn't an Ole Miss? None. What school? What major university would Glenn, <laughs> what, what major what? university would Glenn Boyce be the chancellor of? Uh, you know, right. if it wasn't Ole Miss, none. Keith Carter was on his way up, and I'm not yeah, going to pretend to know. At least a group of five AD job, right? Yes, he's yeah. a smart guy that's done a good job with the when he was executive executive director of the foundation, raised a ton of money. He knows about athletics. He's a smart guy, so like 
he would have gotten what, a job like this eventually, probably actually fairly soon, if it wasn't for this. Honestly, I think he could have parlayed this interim gig to a smaller AD job somewhere else, like almost immediately. I think that's opinion. where it was headed if they didn't hire him. Right. And so, so I think that's important not to get uh, lost in this. Is yes, again, if my I try not to gauge social media as any indication of real life, but again, if my Twitter mentions uh, based on this announcement and what we put up at Supertalk.fm, there's a story, a short story on it at Supertalk.fm. I'll have more later. Uh, if that's any indication, people are upset. Uh, I had a guy that, I mean, I guess I'll give him credit here, uh, tweeted me a map of the Ole Miss campus and said, a map of the United States according to Ole Miss search committees. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I'll give him credit on that. For a lot of unclever shit on the internet, that's actually kind of funny. But to your point, in all of that, I get people are upset about that. I don't necessarily blame if you're emotionally invested in Ole Miss at this point. It would be hard to blame you for being upset by another guy getting hired down the hallway. But I do think it's important to note that this is an actual qualified hire that I think will be a good hire. Now, whether Ole Miss stumbled upon that because they want Ole Miss people in the good old boy network uh, kind of hidden mafia at this school is fully just kind of taking back their university, like basically per se, whether they actually stumbled stumbled into this, I, I don't know which one is which, but I do think this is a good qualified hire. I do think Keith will do a good job. I think he's a smart guy. I, um, you know, you can't really flex as an interim athletic director, but we said this at the time. The, really, the closest thing to flexing, uh, kind of whatever muscles clout you have while keeping it in between the lines as the interim guy is is not extending Mike Bianco. Right, wrong, or indifferent, it was a tough choice that he had to make, and he made it. Well, um, he was responsible. I'm not going to say fully responsible, but he played a large part in that basketball coach being there, too. Yeah, I'm talking in his interim AD, though. Yeah, but, I mean, okay, he and you put Mike Smith on leave, and he got alcohol sales through when a lot of people pushed back and made that extremely complicated. Yeah, that's a good point because Ross had the groundwork for that to be basically done in hand because, honestly, they needed the revenue stream. And then you had once he left, you had people kind of pushing back. And to be fair, they did get it done within the confines of this season. What, it was the Texas A&M game, if I remember correctly. Right, yeah. Um, so that is a good point as well. Again... I mean, look, he's obviously got good people skills if he, you know, I mean, his, his job was literally to basically, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm simplifying it here. He has he had a lot more responsibilities than this. But his job was to ask people for money, and he got it by the abundance for, you know, the Tui Center, you know, played a role in the uh, the pavilion. I mean, the whole forward together Ole Miss thing. Like, like, you're not a dope if you've got that kind of stuff going on and you're kind of spearheading that. Yeah, and a lot of people are doing the, well, how are how are we so broke if he uh, if he's the fundraising guy? Well, and that has really nothing to do with it. Yeah, I mean, do they have the money to fire Matt Luke? No, but that that's not exactly Keith's fault either. Oh, uh, that's what, that'd be a great uh, that would be a great question at the press conference. I guess that we may not be allowed to go into is, uh, hey, money boy, raise funds for firing football coach. <laughs> My name's Yancey Porter. Anyway, um, <laughs> Florida State did it. <laughs> I'm just I'm mostly joking here. Um I actually not mostly completely on that. Anyway, I think Keith would be I think he'll do a fine job. I think he's a qualified candidate. I think this will end up being a good thing and a good hire for Ole Miss. But again, I I, I kind of I kind of feel for Keith in the sense that I do think he's going to be kneecapped by the yep. fact that it's another national search that ends down the hallway. And so I don't think he's going to have the full realm of support that maybe an outsider other qualified candidate would have. And that's really to no fault of his own. That's really just to the incompetence of the people that are in charge of this school, uh, really kind of that came before him. Yeah, I. Uh, it's funny. It's a football team 4-7, and seven, um, and people are pissed off. They're pissed off at Luke. They're pissed off at Boyd. They're pissed off they hired uh, Keith Carter as the athletic director or whatever. Man, I feel like if, if Luke was to get a win on Thursday in Starkville, they, I don't. I don't know if this university needs to win as, as bad as this one in the last two years or so. I mean, this, I feel like a win in Starkville on Thursday can bury a, a decent amount of kind of the trepidation that Ole Miss fans have towards everyone right now. I don't disagree, but isn't that the most Ole Miss thing ever? You beat. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm just telling you that's how this works. But that's okay. I, I, I don't. We're saying the same thing, but like at the same time, like. 
That's the most Ole Miss thing ever. You beat a five-win Mississippi State club, and everything's all right because you beat those maroon guys down the road. Like, uh, I don't that's think cut- everything's all right. I think people just are a little bit happier in general, whereas the general mood right now is just that Ole Miss fans hate the world. Hate the world? Yeah, hate, hate everything that exists right now. From a sports perspective, obviously. So they're like a 2000s emo punk band. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily disagree, but I, I mean, I, I, I do, I agree that if that happens, I think, I think you're right. You're not wrong, but I'm just pointing out that's the most old, like Mississippi, like, that's why these two schools are the runs to the SEC, honestly. They're more concerned with just beating each other. I mean, that's what, like, after well, I think, it, I think from a that perspective, Ole Miss fans just need something good to happen. Like, it's been a long time since something good actually happened at this university from a sports perspective. Like, it helps many perspectives. Yeah, but it's just, I mean, the football coach has his job because he beat a backup quarterback on Thanksgiving night. Yeah, that, that did happen. <laughs> but I don't think, I don't think Thursday does anything for Matt Luke personally. Like, I don't think he has to win X amount of games if he loses Thursday night next year. I don't think he has to win X amount of games if he wins Thursday night. I think like going into next year, regardless of Thursday night, he's going to be on the same uh, hot seat that he would be regardless. Probably fair generally, but it will be different in that sense. Um, I know we're kind of rambling around here, but like I, I, on that note, like if he wins, that's going to give them something to sell the ever-living crap out of. Yep. This offseason. Hey, look, John Rice pulled me ran for 209 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, but what? Forget what the fact that he can't throw. Forget the fact that he can't throw. We beat a five win state club. Uh, look at this. Whereas if you lose, um, like, I mean, you're four and eight and you're kind of in for a miserable offseason where really no one's paying attention to you or believing anything that's happening until there's actually results on the field. Yeah, I, uh, I got a, a kind of a bold statement. I don't think Matt Luke can survive next year without beating Baylor because I don't think he can beat Florida, LSU, Alabama, or Auburn. So I don't know. I, it's a tough situation. Yeah. So I'm interested in what they do with his contract, though. I'm fascinated by that. You can't extend it, can you? No, I don't think so. I mean, now you would... can't sit there and say we can't pay the buyout and then give him another year. Well, yeah, you can't because the buyout would lessen if you don't extend him. Wait, what? The buyout, like the buying him out of the rest of his contract, it gets smaller if you don't extend him. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You can't sit there and say, we don't have the money to pay him out right now and then put yourself in the same situation that you're in this year by extending him. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Anyway, so, yeah, I, I think... I think he's. I think he. It's a decent hire. Like I said, I think it'll do a fine job. But again, I he's going to be a little bit uh, kneecapped or hamstrung by the fact that people are going to look at it as, oh man, Ole Miss had another national AD search in with a guy down the hallway. Honestly, Ole Miss should just stop saying that they're doing national searches. They should just say, yeah, that would that would save them from a PR perspective. Yeah, but they don't. Never... Don't somebody if they do have a press conference, somebody's going to ask the question about hiring three in-house candidates and like. Like, are you actually committed to winning? So I do. That question is coming. I do think there is a press conference at one o'clock today. I think. Yeah, well, um, I don't think that's going to be a real comfortable scenario for them boys to take a question. Uh oh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, what if somebody comes with, "Hey, where'd that eighty thousand go?" <laughs> that will be my favorite media member if someone does that. Um, I don't know. There might be a candidate to ask that question on this podcast. I'm not sure. Um, but definitely, there needs to be some some things. At, I mean, let's so let's. I guess for a second, look at what his most pressing issues are. Not not stash boys, but uh, but Keith Carter. And obviously, first and foremost, it's the football coach and the football program. And what do you do? Uh, yep. I think it's fairly obvious at this point. Matt Luke's getting a twenty twenty, uh, mostly because there probably wasn't much leadership, like the leadership in place. Like Keith Carter's just now getting in. I don't think exactly because they're broke. Yeah, well, I, I think the second part has much more to do with it than the first part. I don't think they're in a position financially. Like, people don't necessarily buy into that, but I think it's a real thing. You depleted the rainy day fund. You've been without bowl revenue. You wait another year, the buyout gets smaller because you don't extend him. I think that's a real thing. In a in a absolute world, could a bunch of uh, good old boy got like boosters? 
cobble the money together to oust him if they really wanted to. Yes, I just don't think that's realistic. They don't want to. Um, yeah, I agree. I think uh, I, I, I'll make this point. I think in some ways Matt Luke probably deserves a 2020. I mean, uh-huh. look. Look at the look at what they're doing offensively. Looking at like look at the amount of contributions from freshmen. Like he's done a decent job replenishing the roster from a talent standpoint, from a roster that was just completely sure. torpedoed by the NCAA standpoint. So like I think he deserves a chance to actually like with a fully healthy roster in place, and they're not all freshmen to 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 either crack like either sink or float is basically what I'm trying to say. Now, you may can you have plenty people who have plenty of opinions on that and like you can you can say whatever like people have opinions I guess is what I'm saying like on whether he will sink or float, but I do think when like look he he look he the guy what say what you want about him, but he cleaned up the roster when it was completely depleted of talent. Like this year was always going to be a struggle. If you go through 2019 at five and seven, that's not the worst thing in the world. Now, if he flops in 2020, you got to make a move. I don't. Uh, I think that's unquestionable. But I do think he more. I do think more more like I think there's more evidence to suggest he deserves a 2020 than not. I mean, nobody was winning 20. Nobody was winning at Ole Miss 2017 to 2019. They just weren't. Um. I disagree a little bit in that I think there were things Matt Luke could have done differently from an in-game perspective that gives him a win against California, a win against Texas A&M, and maybe even maybe a win against Memphis. I think his his coaching ability on the sideline has directly cost him in a football game. That's, that would be where my trepidation with him comes in. That, that's fine. I, I'm not. I, I don't disagree with that. And I don't think that trepidation is one uh, false or two unfair. But at the same time, like if you looked at it from any other normal coach's perspective, if this happened with Dave Doran, and in 2019 they had a couple games slip away because of what people perceived as I don't know, in game you know in game staff who's he's still probably getting a 2020. Yeah, but Dave Doran has gets the benefit of the doubt, as fair or unfair as that is. I, Dave Doran has coached winning football teams before, and Matt Luke simply has not. I agree, but at the same time, like. I just think, like, it, he's getting a 2020 because of financial reasons, but I think he also probably deserves one from the sense that he built up the roster. Like, could you? I mean, you could seriously make an argument that another an outside coach may not have built like have done as good of a job replenishing the roster as quickly as Matt Luke has. I'm not standing for him here, but like, like they they were definitely you put like a. I mean, this is a bad example because he's 10 years out of coaching. A Houston nut type and asked him to replenish the roster after 2016, you're probably with way less talent than you have now. Oh, yeah. I, I think um, how do I, say this? I think that Ole Miss's talent level is nowhere near the same without Matt Luke. I just wonder if at some point, look, I, mean, I don't think Matt Luke is going to be the guy to save Ole Miss football. I just wonder at what point it's worth cutting the cord and getting someone else. Yeah, I mean, but I think that's happened. I think once, if you flop in 2020, I think that's the right time to do okay, it. Okay, but, but what constitutes a flop? Like, what what's good enough to keep him, and what's good enough, or and what's not good enough to keep? Him? Uh, probably six and six or seven and five, depending on how it looks. That, see, that's a distinct barrier to me because I think six and six still look. I think they keep him at six and six. I'll be shocked if Ole Miss ever fires someone for going six and six. But if Ole Miss wins their three non-conference games and beats Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, and Arkansas, are you really showing that much improvement? No, but that's like all, too bad. Football. Well, that's kind of why I said that's that's how it uh, like depending on how it looks. You know what I mean? Like, okay, six and six, and you beat someone you're not necessarily supposed to beat. Somebody's got to end up winning these coin flip games. I think is the point. Like, you got to win a couple of those. But yeah. That- Go ahead. What I'm getting at is, is, does he keep his job under every scenario at six and six? Well, I think that's kind of leads like that. I think that's kind of underscoring what we're talking about here. Like Keith Carter, tough decision. What do you do? That's yeah. his most pressing issue. Outside of that, what's his most pressing issue? Is it Mike Bianco? Yeah, but do you know how bad Mike Bianco would have to be this year to get fired? Yeah, I, I agree with that. But but look, look, man, like. Your first, well, no, it's, it's softball. I mean, but I'm talking first. Your first 12 to 18 months as an AD is still considered fairly new. I'm talking big picture. What are his first couple pressing issues? First 18 months on the job. Well, uh, softball. Uh, but uh, baseball is look. Kermit Davis is in no trouble. 
I don't think Mike Bianco can work himself into trouble over the next. I, that, that, here's the thing, and I, and I was talking to somebody about this earlier this week. This has to be a decent athletic director's job because, frankly, the other sports, and look, I get it, football is king, it carries everything. You look across the board, though, this is the best Ole Miss has ever been from a, from a other sports perspective, um, collectively. I'm not saying each individual sport is, is at its all-time high, but collectively, this is as good as it's been in a long, long time. Yep, I would, uh, I would agree with that. So anyway, um, so, I mean, it's probably that. Uh, this really honestly begs the question, and I think it's one that people aren't asking, should Mike Bianco start telling people he's actually from the state of Mississippi to buy him job capital? I think he should stop telling people he's from Florida because I think he'll maybe get another year or two if, people say, if he tells people he was born in Washington. Oh, that's a good point, but hear, hear, hear me out. How, does Kermit have, like, two lifetime contracts because he's winning and also from Mississippi? Yeah, 100%. That guy's never getting fired here. Yeah, so, like, the if, first, if, he, if they if, miss the tournament dies, five years in a row, hurt, right? Yeah. I mean, if, if they miss the tournament five years in a row, he'd just say, I'm from Tupelo, bro. Like, where's the extension? Um, So, I don't know. Mike Mike should consider that. I know he listens to this podcast every day. So, um, Mike, you're welcome. Good point. Um, so it, it's it's Mike Bianco. I mean, it's 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 the football situation first and foremost. I think at some point you're going to have to continue to raise money to uh, kind of keep re-upping in the SEC arms race as far as football because I think you got to do something with the uh, practice facility. And you would think at some point you got to do a little something else to the Vaught Hemingway, right? Because that seems to be a never-ending, uh, never-ending race to kind of who has the most ridiculous stuff. Because you know, if you're not going to pay these kids, uh, you got to spend the money somehow. I think that's probably coming up. Um, I'm really trying to think, and I should have planned this out better. Like in terms, of, I should have thought about this more last night. But I'm just trying to think of pressing things that he's going to have to deal with. Yeah, I mean that's what I was. I'm I mean, getting at is there's not a ton outside of football. Everything else is in okay shape. Um, softball kind of you were probably looking at having to do some stuff to their stadium, but with the news recently, that probably takes the back seat. Um, I think I don't, inevitably when you do have to hire another football coach, whenever that is, I think he might have, like. Are, is he going to struggle with having to wrestle away the search being his? Yeah. You think Clint Boyce might want to hire the football coach? I, I don't. I, honestly, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know. Clint's got some got some connections in, in the MAIS field down here. Uh, Ricky Black could be the new Ole Miss head coach. You should go hire the guy at JA. I actually don't even know his name. Oh, uh, Weems. Weems. He used to coach at Meridian. Uh, oh, uh, Weems? Yeah. Uh, he's yeah. led the Raiders to something, I'm sure. Um. Any- <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, but seriously, on that note, if, 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 like, Ross wasn't Vitter's guy, and Vitter was a lame duck and was trying to gain support and kind of commandeered that thing, but as, as many jokes as people make about Glenn Boyce, whatever, if Keith is Glenn's guy, don't you think he, there's probably some credence to him probably actually letting him do his job on hiring the football coach? If I'm Keith, how do I say this? I have a lot of pause in taking this job if I'm not assured that I'm allowed to do my job. After I saw how Ross York kind of got done, um, I would have wanted assurances that, hey, uh, I'm going to get to do what I want to do from an athletic standpoint because if it doesn't work, I'm getting fired um, and you're not going to butt in. I think I would have wanted those assurances before I even took this job. And I know it's his dream job maybe and all that stuff, but still, I'm not getting my career wrecked because some dude that football at Canton Academy wants to be a hard ass. Um, yeah, no, I don't disagree with that either, but do you have that kind of leverage because it's your first AD job? Like, it's not like Keith's not, like, I, I guess I guess the question, it begs the question, is Keith really have the balls to say no to this? I don't, like, I don't, this, this I, has the, the balls is the wrong phrase. Does he really want to say no to this because I think he wants this job worse than he wants to maybe stand like that? I'm just saying. Like, I don't, I don't Yeah, know. I mean, that's certainly fair, but I, I just I would have needed assurances that Homeboy was just going to sit in the Lyceum and they were going to keep pulling the strings and he was going to stay out of my way. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, we'll see in about a year because I don't really think there's any pressing coaching matters going on for a year. No, but will Keith Carter grow a mustache? No, no, Keith, Keith's not a mustache guy. 
Well, what if Glenn tells him to? Do what? What if Glenn tells him to? I, I, I still don't think Keith is a mustache guy. Anyway, all joking aside, I think this is going to end up being a pretty good hire for Ole Miss. Keith's a, Ole Miss. I can't talk this morning. Keith is a smart guy. He's experienced, and he's definitely qualified, which is kind of the distinction between the last two national searches in and down the hallway. But you can't expect irrational fans and angry people that are already angry at the university, even if they, in the back of their minds, can discern that to actually visibly, like, like to openly admit that this is a little bit different, I guess. It's kind of I what it comes down to. We have Ole Miss degrees. If maybe they'll let us coach like a football game once in a while. Maybe. I guess I could ask him. It's a good question. I mean, I think it's a fair question. I don't want to coach a basketball game. It would have to be football or baseball. It was interesting, though, at the beginning of this whole deal when Keith was hired in May, I believe we had talked about his success, his chances at getting the athletics director job were fairly or unfairly directly tied to the success of the football program, and that turned out to really not be true at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't think you can say I don't think you can say we were wrong in that sense. I mean, we were. We didn't know who we, they were going to hire. Exactly, we were wrong, but the the chat the the factors in that changed so greatly. I guess there's really uh, no, there would have been no way to forecast that. There's really no way to ever forecast anything Ole Miss does. Yeah, so, I mean, I had no clue that Ole Miss was going to hire the guy running the search committee for chancellor. So my bad. I mean, um, what a wild seven months it's been. Six months, I guess. This probably finally settles things down a little bit. I mean, there's not. I actually, I, 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 I knock I, on some wood. I take that back. It'll probably be once, once there's a presumably a new football. I always say presumably because I guess there is a world. Matt Luke goes eight and four next year and gets a contract extension, and this thing actually becomes real. Now, likelihood of that happening probably slim to none. But if and when there's another football coach hired, is really when this is kind of. Cemented in stone, and Ole Miss kind of moves forward into this new age with this Ole Miss guys, guys leadership is kind of what this is. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm, I'm with you there. I. It's interesting because this whole, when you look at the macro of this whole thing, the everyone loves to talk about like the good old boy and the good old boy politics but no one can actually point really at who that is like there I think there's a couple of like figureheads you can but like it's undeniable that one it exists and two in the last six months you've had a who was it Trent lott that said it out loud literally said it in the paper that's wild yeah he, he his quote was Glenn is a good old boy yeah <laughs> Like, holy God, dude. And, I don't know, my mic went out there for a second. And, like, on top of all that, kind of my point in saying all that is, like, it's kind of wild, the uh, really just kind of silent ambush that that whole group is kind of, I guess, deployed in terms of, like, I mean, I hate, this sounds so weird, but, like, taking back their university is kind of the phrase you always hear, right? But it's, it's, it's happened and it's worked. No, that's, that's, uh... I mean, they got Glenn Boyce hired, a plan that was orchestrated really back last spring. You know, I guess in some ways they got the football coach hired, although I don't know how permanent that'll be. And then you've got this, and it's, it's this school is Ole Miss guys run by Ole Miss guys. Yeah. <laughs> I just... I get the frustration. Um, it's... It, Look, they got the little country club there. That, that's what they wanted. They got it. It doesn't really feel like they, they care a whole lot about wins or losses on the field. It's funny. Ole Miss's best football or best athletic coaches have zero degrees from Ole Miss. But, you know, it's what it is. Yeah, I mean, Kermit is from Mississippi. Yeah, that's a good point. Bianco went to, like, Bianco went to LSU and came from McNeese State. But, you know, I guess that's what Ole Miss needs to start doing. Just start having, hiring coaches from rival schools. Well, I guess that's kind of my next question here. Does this work? Like, they've deployed this whole ambush. They've kind of taken the school back into their, like, really. No, it doesn't work. It doesn't work? No, I mean, from a football perspective, hell no. They're going to have to hire somebody yeah. that's actually competent. Okay, so, no, no, I'm not talking about with regards to football. Just, like, does this whole leadership, like, kind of work? Like, does the Glenn Boyce thing work? Does the Keith Carter thing work? Like, who's the old Miss Chancellor? In 2030, who's the athletic director in 2030? Is it still them? Um, 
I wouldn't be shocked if it's Keith. I don't think Glenn's going to make it a lot more years. I'm not uh, sure he was designed for, for that. I don't think he was designed. I don't think that was ever part of the plan. Anyway, yeah. I don't know. It's just good. It's going to be curious to watch. Like they've clearly gone in the direction, and you know, I mean, it's kind of. I mean, in some ways, it's a little bit. Well, it's not similar, but in some ways, it's kind of like the Ole Miss quarterback thing with Plumlee. It's like this is the direction they've gone in. Now you're going to see if it, you know, crashes and burns or succeeds. This is kind of the same deal with the way this university leadership is uh, structured and heading. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, a lot of people are doing the. Uh, they're the they're the you know faces of the university. Get behind, like at some point, don't you have to call a sham a sham? Wait, people are saying what? Well, people are all, you know, and it's not necessarily with the key power, but when Boyce was hired, people were, so, so by God, get behind them. They're the uh, faces of the university and sport. Like, at some point, people just need to call, like, what a sham process is, a sham. Isn't other people demanding other people get blindly get behind some set leadership group? Isn't that called a cult? Yeah, that's what we call Texas a No, college athletics in general are a cult. But anyway, yes, yeah, some more than others. Texas A&M... Man, if you dropped an alien off at a Texas A&M football game or at that midnight yell thing, they would be like, get me the hell out of here. Somebody's about to get sacrificed. <laughs> uh, I think if you dropped an alien off at a football game, it would be extremely confused. Yeah, I guess that's true. Anyway, I guess we'll get to a couple of the questions that we have, and then we'll get to picks up. We'll take a break real quick to tell you the podcast is brought to you by LBs. We've got Greg's picks. We've got the meats of the LBs. Pick them. Um, I guess we forgot to make picks on Thursday, on Wednesday, but I did, it, not that it counts retroactively, I did pick the Colts uh, on the radio show at three and a half. Um, I thought they might should have won that game, but uh, we'll get into that in a second. But anyway, LB's University Avenue, Crossing Kroger, best place to get meat. If you're upset about the way Ole Miss is going athletically, you can just drown your sorrows in great meat. They've got steaks, custom cuts. Um, if you want to go by and get lunch, Greg's always got some kind of really good plate lunch going on. Uh, we hadn't had him on in a couple weeks to tell you what he's got going on in the kitchen. I'm sure maybe we'll do that after the Egg Bowl, something like that. Um, but University Avenue, across from Kroger, best place to get meat. He's got all kinds of sales and deals going on all the time. They've got daily specials, custom cuts, uh, all kinds of sides, sausages, uh, mushrooms, all kinds of stuff, jalapeno poppers. Go see him, University Avenue, across from Kroger. I guess uh, I did have some questions. They are going to be very hard to decipher from uh, the angry replies. Just go click on your tweet where you ask for questions and see the replies. Well, I do. To be fair, we have some loyal listeners that don't even need the uh, tweet prompt. They uh, oh. come in on Wednesday and Thursday and just say Mailbag Friday. Okay, okay. We, wa- we all want to know, have you seen Glenn Boyce? I have actually never seen Glenn Boyce in person. I have not either. I'm not. You can tell me it doesn't exist. You may get that opportunity this afternoon, though. I, I will. I might have to feel the stash. Uh, does Plumlee rush for 200 or 300 yards in the Egg Bowl? I think Ooh. he's got a chance to go 170. I, I'll go over 200. I'm not going to go 300. I go over 200. Over 200 yards. That's a lot. Yeah. He ran for it against LSU, and LSU defense ain't great, but they ain't state. Uh, no, I agree with that. Although I will say, states at full strength is a little better than they've been for most of the year. Uh, so I will be interested to see kind of how that changes what they do and how how successful they are against it. Um, but I do think there's, like I said, I do think there's a chance that he goes for you know 200 yards, two three touchdowns, and they spend the whole offseason selling that. I kind of said that two three weeks ago. It seemed like it happened a game early against LSU because they've kind of already got their selling point. Because you did notice this was kind of the, this past week was kind of the week where it went from a lot of people being like, Corral got screwed, this doesn't work, to holy hell, they have a special talent in Plumlee. And I think that was probably true all along, but now you're really starting to see it. He was on fine bomb. You've got people nationally just being like, who the hell is this kid that's so fast? Like, you've kind of seen a shift, have you not? Yeah, I guess. But, I mean, I, I still think there's some convincing that has to take place that this offense does actually work. I, that's what I wrote on Saturday night. It's like, yeah, this showed the positive side. Yeah, he's electric. But the same questions still loom as to whether this is sustainable, and a lot of that will be solved by his progression as a passer in the off season. But whatever, I'll go under 200 yards. But like that's a soft whatever. I do think he rushes for 150 or so, maybe a couple of touchdowns. The next question we had is John Rice Plumley 2.5 rushing touchdowns. Uh, you taking the over or under? I'll actually go. I'll go under because three is hard. Yeah, I'll go under. I think he gets two. Um, yeah. 
Any chance you see Mohamed Sanogo in the Egg Bowl? I haven't no. heard that, but no. I do know when initially they announced his injury, the timetable was where he could come back for the Egg Bowl. Yeah, I, I don't think that will happen. I'll ask again at the end of the week, but I would say that is doubtful at best. I feel like, I mean, they'll, they'll tell you on Monday, the press conference, if he's going to go. Yeah, I, I would I would say that's a long shot at, at very best. I'd say no. He wouldn't lose his red shirt, um, if anybody's wondering about that. I, that's not me saying he's playing. I'm just saying he would lose his red shirt. Too late for a mailbag? No, never too late. Does Ole Miss have a geography department? Um, yeah, they do, I think. I never took freshman geography. I'm just saying. Uh, maybe they don't. I don't know. The geography like. Can you major in geography? No, I don't think you can major in geography. I think that's something you learn in, like, fifth grade. Yeah, um, I don't think you can. So, no, that's just not. They have a geology. They do have a geology, and they have an astronomy, right? I had to do some lab outside when I was a freshman. It was complete and total horse shit. I had to... Yeah, uh, I don't think... Do they have an astronomy department, though, or is it just, like, included with science? Uh, it may just be included with science, but I do know I had to go to that building... Um, Kind of sort you of had to go at like night, like late at night, didn't you? Yeah, in January, outside, it was freezing cold. It was awful. Um, I hated that. Um, anyway, can they do an in-service? What can they do an in-service to the higher ups or what national means? I think he's basically trying to teach them what the national. Asking if they can teach them what a national search means. I mean, we just kind of rehashed that pretty, uh, pretty thoroughly. This just kind of is what it is. Like they should stop saying they're doing national searches. Um. I believe that was a term originally coined by Ross, who I think had good intentions of doing that, only to have it hijacked from him. But yeah, they should probably stop stop saying that. Yeah, Ole Miss needs to do a better job of messaging stuff. Uh, yeah, that's an understatement of the century, man. Um, I think that may be all the mailbag questions we had this week. Again, that's my fault for not sending them out. Uh, I forgot, and then we kind of had a little bit of a distraction. This oh. This isn't high profile, but do you have any uh, any uh, information on what's going on with Mike Smith? I, I really don't. I, I haven't been able to gather much other than it's an external audit of the program. Um, I will Usually, I'll say this. Usually when that stuff happens, the coach doesn't come back. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I really have no idea. I don't idea. know here. I'm just saying usually they don't They don't get, get to come back. And he was suspended last year for an undisclosed reason, but it... That was NCAA stuff. This is a little bit different. I guess. Uh, I, again, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I don't have any information to uh, share with you on that part, but I guess I'll continue to monitor that. Uh, Ole Miss does have a basketball game this weekend. They play Memphis on Friday night. No, Saturday, 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 excuse me, Saturday during the day. I don't really yeah. know where I got Friday night. Um, I originally planned to go up and see a friend on Friday night. Maybe that's where I, uh, maybe that's where I got that from. Um, so play Saturday. No James Wiseman. I, as we had, as we had uh, Drew Hill on the podcast on Monday or on Wednesday. Uh, we, I was asking about the Wiseman situation. We got into some of that kind of Memphis's interesting strategy on how they dealt with it, and then shortly after it was announced that Wiseman is suspended 11 games, so there will be no James Wiseman in this game, which is, I guess, good news for Ole Miss because he is a 20-10 and 10 guy, uh, and he, uh, I mean, he's kind of a focal point of what they wanted to do offensively, and he's a good rim protector defensively, so, you know, they've only played two games without him. It's kind of hard to get a feel for what they are, but, I mean, they're de- Memphis is definitely better when that kid's on the floor. That's a fact. Uh, very good player, so... Don't miss them, but they're, they're still a good team, like Kermit said in his uh, press conference. They're, they're an NCAA tournament team without him. So, uh, Ole Miss got a chance for quality one win on Saturday morning. It's, it's that simple. Or they got quadrant one, not quality one. Quadrant one. And it'll be a big one. Ole Miss will have to play a lot better than they played the last four games. They want to win it. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with that. It'll be an interesting – I don't know – like, they asked me to make a prediction on the show yesterday. I don't really know enough about either of these teams. I know Memphis has been pretty good defensively. Uh, they really haven't missed much of a beat offensively with Wiseman out, but that's been kind of a product of who they've uh, who they played more so than anything. But it'll be an interesting measuring stick for Ole Miss. Uh, for Memphis, it's kind of a uh, – I mean, these are, they've got NC State, they've got Tennessee – and they've got Ole Miss, and they've got one more game, high-profile game on the schedule. Yeah, that Wiseman will not play in. 
So it's kind of important in Memphis for the sense that they kind of get like pick up a win that they're supposed to, like against a team they're supposed to be now because that schedule stiffens up and they're not going to get Wiseman back till conference play. Yep. So, so it's a yep, uh, double-digit suspension, so they're certainly going to feel it. Yeah, so... So, I don't know. I'll be interested in a couple of things. What kind of Blake Henson's role is. Uh, we talked to Kermit Davis yesterday. He said he really didn't know if he'd be on a minutes restriction or anything tonight. Uh, or a minutes restriction. He said he would know more after practice on Thursday. I imagine he's on some, like he's not going to play a full game like he normally would. I don't know if that's 10 minutes. I don't know if that's 20. But that'll be something to watch out for. But this is really kind of the first measuring stick game for Ole Miss. And it'll be interesting to watch. Yeah, you'll you'll know a lot more about this team over the next two weeks than you did uh, you did before this game. So, yes, um, so can they kind of continue to guard at this elite level, and can they supplement it with enough offense? Because they've been really kind of stagnant offensively for through four games. Uh, I'll be interested to see how Blake Kimson kind of helps with that offensive cohesion and what that kind of looks like. But definitely, you're going to know more about them than you did in the previous four games. So we'll have coverage for you at SuperTalk.fm. There, I'll be at the game on Saturday, and all of that. Um, I guess let's make some picks. All right, I got uh, I got the SEC slate pulled up. Uh, I did not get Greg's FCS opponent pick um, because I don't know, I don't have much interest in this picking a Bama West Carolina line. Um, but we'll start uh, in Athens. Texas A&M is catching thirteen in Athens. I think Georgia rolls them. I think Georgia's kind of rounding into form and playing much better football. Me and Greg both took Texas A&M. I don't feel comfortable in that. I just wonder if George is a little bit hungover after winning the East last week. Certainly fair. Uh, That's really the only kind of the good game as far as SEC-wise of the weekend. Well, right? no, no, no. Missouri is laying three and a half at home against Tennessee. Ooh. I'm taking Tennessee. Greg's taking Missouri. I'll go Tennessee, whatever. Jeremy Pruitt's got him playing better football. I don't really understand Missouri at all, so that's why. LHU's laying 43 at home against Arkansas. Uh, whatever, why not? You going to lay 43? Yeah, whatever. That's I mean, what me and Greg did, too. I'll pull up uh, the top 25, see if we got anything. I mean, what else can you do? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ohio State's laying 18 and a half at home against Penn State. Penn State, I don't think it'll be that big of a blowout. Okay. Uh, that appears to be the only other top 25 game. Let's see. Uh, Indiana's catching. Not, oh, I'm taking uh, Penn State. Greg took Ohio State. Uh, Penn, let's see. There's one game, other game I was going to look at. Indiana, oh, Michigan. That's what. That's the other game I got Greg to pick. What? Uh, he took Indiana. I took Indiana. Uh, Michigan's playing nine and a half. I'll go Indiana, too. I think they've had a pretty good year with the backup quarterback. Tom Allen's done a really good job there. Uh, you know, Michigan doesn't seem to do well against teams with a pulse. So, yeah. All right, move to the NFL. Uh, Atlanta laying four at home against the Bucks. Uh, Jameis Winston turns it over three or four times. Atlanta, for whatever reason, I don't really know what happened. They shook up the coaching staff, uh, and they played really good football the last two weeks. It'd be hard to go against them right now. Yeah, I think. Yep, we both took Atlanta, too. Um, Chicago laying six, hosting the Giants. I took Chicago. Greg took the Giants. Uh, I don't – the Trubisky thing's weird. I'll go Giants. Cleveland laying ten and a half at home against Miami. We both went Cleveland. Browns are too big of a mess to blow them out, uh, Miami. Okay. Philly minus one, hosting Seattle. I went Philly. He went Seattle. Where's the game? It's in Philly. I'll go Philly. I think they really have to win that. New Orleans playing 10, hosting Carolina. We both went New Orleans. Carolina, I think New Orleans wins, but not by that much. Oakland minus three at the Jets. I went Oakland. Uh, Greg actually went to Jets. <clears throat> Oakland. Um, Buffalo laying four, hosting Denver. We both went Buffalo. Denver, uh, Denver's got a good defense. Buffalo might be the, quite literally the worst seven and three team of all time. Check out their wins. <laughs> Denver's not good, but I think Josh Allen will struggle against that defense. Detroit laying three and a half in Washington. We both went Detroit. Yeah, Detroit. Uh, Washington's a mess. Pittsburgh laying six and a half at Cincinnati. I think we, I, I I went Cincinnati. He went Pittsburgh. Cincinnati played a little better last week, so I'll go Cincinnati. Whatever. Yeah. Tennessee laying three and a half hosting Jacksonville. 
Ooh, this is going to be the Titans. I think. I don't. I think they're Nick Foles didn't look that great last week. I think the Titans win. I went to Titans. He went to Jags. Uh, Dallas catching six and a half at New England. We both went Dallas. Yeah, I think that Dallas too. New England's not very impressive. They got a good defense. Brady's kind of wa- Brady looks a little old. They're not very explosive. San Francisco laying three, hosting Green Bay. I went San Francisco. He went Green Bay. Uh, San Francisco. Green Bay hasn't looked that good against good opponents. And last one, Baltimore laying three at Los Angeles. I took the Rams. He took Baltimore. Baltimore. Rams can't score offensively, and I don't think the defense will be able to hold down Lamar Jackson for four quarters. They're the most exciting team in football this year. So pretty good slate of NFL games to compensate a bad college slate. Yep, completely agree. Um. So anyway, that was the LB's Pick'em. Go and see Greg University Avenue across from Kroger. Demand the gambling locks that he just gave you. Uh, also go get some meat. Best place in Mississippi to get meat. Steaks custom cuts they've got daily specials they've got plate lunches every day if you want to go by and grab some lunch while you decide what you're putting on the grill for dinner uh it's grilling season greg's the best place in oxford mississippi in general to go get meat um we got anything else going on this weekend uh, we had a couple football press conferences there really isn't a ton to report all the guys that were injured in the lsu game will be ready to go against uh mississippi state Really not a whole lot to report on that front. Uh, we'll kind of get into that uh, next week a little bit as the game gets closer. I don't really know what we'll do podcast schedule-wise. Um, we may just go Monday, Wednesday, Friday like normal and just do a post-Egg like Egg Bowl one. I guess that kind of lines up. But always kind of a weird deal with all the media availability happening in one week. Um, in one day, I should say, for the whole week. So we'll have that for you next week. Uh, do we miss anything? No. No, it's about it. All right, so we'll be back at it on Monday. I'll have coverage of the basketball game. We can get that at supertalk.fm, at BS Rippy on Twitter, at Sports Talk Miss on Twitter as well. Um, then we'll have football coverage throughout the week. I'll have coverage from today's press conference announcing Keith Carter as the chancellor, excuse me, as the athletic director of Ole Miss with Chancellor Glenn Boyce maybe in attendance. I'm not really sure how this is going to work. Anyway, we'll have coverage of all that. We appreciate you guys listening. Um, like and subscribe to the podcast rate and review the podcast Um, we appreciate you guys listening we'll be back at it on Monday a super talk Mississippi media production